0: Good afternoon, Peter. You've got a mammoth task on your plate today, (laughs) but you did
1: sign up for it. You knew that was what it was going in. Uh, Yes. Canvassing eczema, 19 things that we can do for that? How on earth we came up with 19 natural ways to get relief from eczema is beyond me. But I will try and keep it simple because um, otherwise, as you said, we'll be here to this afternoon sometime. My, we'll uh, miss the Melbourne Cup b- possibly. How had to go through all of those.
0: My OCD on this says 19. I can't deal with that. It's got, <laughs> either chop it back to 15 or make it 20. That's okay. your option. Okay? okay. Well, let's call it 15. I'll roll a few together. <laughs> okay. It is health and well-being. Peter Mullin is here and Peter has got his 19 natural ways getting relief from eczema. Peter, eczema, let, let's start with it. What is it? How do we get it? Why, how can we be at risk from this skin condition?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting, actually. Like the, the or interesting is maybe not the right word, but this condition affects about one million Australians. Um, and it's basically a chronic, itchy, inflammatory skin condition affecting one in five people globally. And it's on the increase. So what's interesting, though, is a lot of people think of eczema as a skin condition, but it's actually an immune condition. It's where someone's immune system is reacting so I've already unfavorably. Made
0: mis- I've already made one mistake already. Yeah,
1: Mike. I've read a note on the side of my note here. So, um, what tends to be the way of it? So, symptoms are characterised. So, it's actually a, a, a reduced. It's a skin condition and it's an immune condition. There you, I'll give you half a point. Thank you. And it's a lot to do with that. Um, what should be our int- intact skin barrier? We lose that intact skin barrier, and once. Mm. We start to scratch with eczema like we're then encouraging, you know, our immune system to come in contact with bacteria on the skin. So it just makes a triple, triple whammy. So conditions of eczema, um, skin dryness, and most people that have eczema, most kids that I see particularly, also have chronic dry skin as well. So the two tend to go hand in hands. Um, often occurs, red and scaly areas on the, the front, like in your elbow creases, back of the knees, can be anywhere on the body as well. Um, it can be can get infected, as I said, if you break the skin. A lot of kids that I see would end up then with a staph infection sitting on top. So now you've got a real chronic, itchy, angry, potentially infected skin condition as and well. And as you said, it just multiplies the you know, the effect one on top of the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the theory is or the thoughts are that um, sinus, asthma, eczema and hay fever tends to run in family. i
0: just have a look at that because you said on your on your notes here that asthma and hay fever sufferers as a high chance... For eczema, look at my elbow. That's not
1: eczema, is it? No, that's just um, dry skin. Dry skin, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's hundred bucks. <laughs> so that's that's from, that's from here without my glasses on, but it looks more. It's on the on the in your elbow creases. Often oh, on the other side. Oh, okay, on yeah, the yeah, inside. That yeah, 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 no, yeah. inside looks it, it looks fine. That's, you look fine. There. I'm okay, yeah, you'll be good. So a genetic, genetics, uh, like you said, uh, another yeah, issue. Yeah, uh, Genes. A number of genes have been identified as increasing the risk of eczema, but with um, we call it atopy, this tendency towards sinus asthma, eczema, and hay fever. It tends to run in families. So if mum's got allergies, dad's got allergies, or eczema or hay fever, then their children are more likely to be born that way as well. Um, and, yeah, so you've inherit the tendency. Environmental factors can be a trigger with things like eczema. Dust, pollen, pollution, westerly winds... Um, changes in temperature.
0: Which flows back into the winter. other as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, dietary factors, you know, and often the worst foods I find for um, eczema, and it sounds like an old wives' tale, but so many kids I've seen with eczema also seem to have a, an intolerance, not necessarily an allergy, but an intolerance to um, protein in milk. Um, so, yeah, we always look at dietary um, intervention when someone's coming in with eczema. And then also the fourth trigger is always the nervous or the stress trigger. So, you know, someone, kids often will get, um, if they get cold or get a sick, get, get the flu or whatever, they'll often, their eczema will flare up. If, um, kids are going to through exams, their skin might flare up. Um, so yeah, so stress can be a real trigger. Um, yeah, and basically it's an overstimulated immune system. You know, the immune system should respond to, um, potentially allergies, parasites or toxins, but with, um eczema and with those atopic sort of conditions it's like their immune system's too turned on so they react now to a wide range of things whereas you or i might you know come in contact with dust mite and our immune system might react but these kids their immune system goes crazy skin breaks out then they start to scratch and get the secondary so it can be a real real difficult cycle to break what about
0: uh an overstimulated immune system
1: yeah look it's definitely like if you think of immune systems a bit like a seesaw And on one side, you've got what's called your T-Helper 1 response. And T-Helper 1 is the body's defense against viruses, bacteria, yeast or candida, even cancer. So if a virus or bacteria comes into your system, you want your immune system to turn on Mm -hmm. and swing like a seesaw. So that side of the immune system ramps up. And that triggers a heap of immune cells to be made called natural killer cells and lymphocytes. And they go and fight the infection. But once the infection's over, the immune system should swing back to like a normal Mm seesaw. What balances that out is what's called your T-hopper 2 response. And this is, again, you imagine now the other side of the seesaw. It swings up if there's allergies, parasites, toxins, intolerances, whatever. But again, once it's been, and we might then break out in a rash or asthma might flare or whatever. Or, or But then once that's over, it should turn back, go back to balanced again. But often what happens, kids with atopia or with eczema, they'll stay stuck with that part of their immune system is too turned on. So now they're reactive to everything. So that's what I'm saying about it's it's a It's a barrier problem, it's a skin problem um but it's also an immune dysregulation as well. Now, the two things which really affect that seesaw are the gut. you know this wouldn't be a naturopathic discussion without talking about the gut, and you know we treat eczema oftentimes by treating the gut, healing any leaky gut, getting someone onto the right type of probiotic, and some probiotics have been seen to help turn down that t helper 2 response so um and stress is the other factor again as well so stress and gut as the the pivot for that seesaw peter for those who uh, were suffering with eczema you've got some
0: ways that may assist them today let's start at number one
1: definitely so um as i was saying before like 60 to 70 percent of our immune system is based around the gut so gut and diet's always a good place to start and in the past like initially it was thought that eczema, asthma, um, hay fever were due to allergies. An allergy is an IgE response, which is a very specific immune response. If you're allergic to something, you'll know because if you eat it, you'll, your throat will start to close up or whatever. So initially, eczema, sinus and hay fever was thought to be an allergy. and allergy can be part of the puzzle, but it's also all these other immune factors or immune cells are involved, eosinophils, mast cells, all these cells that release histamine. So it's not... As black and white as an allergy. So that's why it can be tricky sometimes to work out whether it's more environmental triggers that might be the issue, even with a skin condition, or whether it's more dietary and gut related issues and stress. So, but diet's always the first place to start. So you can do something like a food intolerance test, and that's always good because I think that really fast tracks things to work out what foods, if any, are con- possibly contributing. Or you can do more what what I would call a, an elimination style of diet where you might cut out for a period of time gluten, dairy, soy or any other identified or suspected food intolerances. And again, the idea from a naturopathic point of view is not to cut these foods out of your diet and say that you know, you're know you now gluten intolerant for the rest of your life. If there is a food intolerance there, we work on taking the food out because that may be contributing to that inflammatory and skin-provoking um, mood but we also want to work on healing and repairing the gut we look uh, at some other types of
0: foods to avoid you've got avoid heat causing foods and then avoid damp causing foods now when you say heat you
1: don't necessarily mean foods that you cook up in a pot do you no no this is it's just interesting this is taken more from a chinese medicine point of view so in chinese medicine they sort of and it's probably it is true these foods can cause heat in the body things like alcohol will cause your body to work harder uh lamb chocolate and mango interestingly and um, avoid damp causing foods like deep fried foods coffee tea and soy milk so it, and it really is just sort of
0: going on that journey to find out what which foods fit into those categories and then.
1: yeah yeah and definitely working out what foods suit you know everybody's different as well
0: um follow a gut healing protocol and this is where a visit to the naturopath may come into play
1: yeah definitely if, if you've got you know, if you've got gut issues as well, in some respects, if you've got eczema and got gut issues, I'm always a bit happy about that because I know if we fix the gut issues, mm. it's definitely going to turn down the skin condition. So yeah, so sometimes if you've got gut issues, fixing them can make a massive difference. Um, and probiotics, specific strains of probiotics have been shown in numerous trials to be beneficial in eczema, and it's a strain of probiotic called LGG. Um, don't ask me what that stands for because I'm having a mental blank at the moment, but um, it's a specific type of bacteria that has been turned, shown to turn down that allergy or that t helper 2 excessive response. Um, and then probably two of my favorite nutrients for helping people with eczema would have to be zinc, which is often low in eczema sufferers, and it's wound, wound healing and anti-inflammatory. And it also helps to turn down that t helper 2 response. And the other one is um, vitamin C. So vitamin C traditionally um, is a natural antihistamine as well. And I've found anyone that, particularly if you've got eczema or your kids have eczema where the skin's a bit weepy from infection and things like that, taking a good quality zinc and vitamin C really can help heal the skin and also turn down that allergy response. And I've found zinc's really good for people that get really chronically Itchy, dry skin as well. It can be actually a sign of a zinc deficiency. So it, it could simply be that simple. To, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, t- I find um, it won't fix the eczema totally, but will help mm. definitely often will definitely help turn it down. Uh, you mentioned vitamin C, but also vitamin D is on your list. Yep, vitamin D. And there's some some studies or some evidence to suggest that if mums, when they're pregnant, make sure they've got plenty of vitamin D and are on a good probiotic and um, a good replete in nutrients like zinc it actually may turn down or decrease the risk of their child developing these intolerances or these allergies or these these conditions as well so it's not just the child we want to treat its mum while she's pregnant even before she's pregnant but yeah vitamin d um important for healthy immune system and skin cell differentiation uh essential fatty acids fish oil always a good anti-inflammatory and also quercetin quercetins a bioflavonoid and it's been, it behaves like a natural antihistamine as well. And it can help reduce inflammation and irritation in people that have eczema as well. Uh, the next you want to talk about under the heading of foolproof your environment. Other
0: than sort of get rid of all the people we want out of our lives, how on earth can we do that? <laughs> well, that's a
1: good start. You know, remove people that cause grief.
0: You might not have anybody you might not left. You not have anybody left. Including that's yourself. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. Um, but, yeah, so if you – we don't always think – well, the obvious thing is, you know, ensure you're using low allergenic skincare, washing liquid, cleaning products. And even in the shower, like I'm a big fan of, of people ideally not using soap on their skin. Okay, so how how do we get clean? We just use something like a bit of plain sorboline and glycerine, just as a pump pack in the mm-hmm. shower and you just use that around certain parts of your body but the rest of your body you just use water.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, cuz so I... you don't get soap and soap up your arms and your your shoulders and cuz you're just stripping oil out of the skin. So you really want to just hope for the, that water's enough to um
0: okay so well. Uh, let's
1: uh... <laughs> We might have to have a discussion. I can see you getting twitchy. Like, we'll, we'll move on. Well, we'll move on. I, I mean, yeah, a little bit. Well, we do. We do. Like, the, the English, I don't know if anyone's English out there, but don't the English only bath once a week? That's probably better for our skin. I don't think people are out there bathing. Actually, I've walked, I've smelt people. People are bathing once a week. But that gives you another problem, Peter. Come on. Well, also, too, you know, avoiding hot showers, because every time you have a really hot shower, you're stripping oils out of the skin. So you want to look after that intact barrier, and as I said, people with eczema often have dry skin, so you want to make sure that you're using a moisturiser if you've got really dry skin, particularly through winter. Um, that you're not having hot showers, um, that you're avoiding chlorinated pools if you're reactive. That that kind as of well.
0: might seem a bit of a you know a bit of a given that one you've, you keep away from the chemicals, as would uh, wearing protective gloves when you know doing the washing up, etc.
1: Yeah, for people that get eczema or, or sort of what we call perri, uh, sorry. Um, will dermatate, palmer dermatitis, dermatitis on their hands, like they really need to be kept out of the water. So yeah, just working out what works for you. Some kids in the past, like, oh, not in the past, but some kids will, their mums will do um, wet wrapping as well. So that's where they use a, a moisturizer or cream on their skin. And then they'll wrap, wrap the arm, wrap the affected area with a wet bandage and let it dry. And for some kids, that really helps to put moisture back into the skin. Um, using oil in the bath, I find, is a good way for these kids to try and get a bit of oil, natural oil okay. back in as well because you've kind of got to treat the dry skin and, and heal that intact barrier t- as well as turning down the immune system internally as well. You're also saying avoid the perfumes, the strongly uh,
0: scented shampoos, conditioners, etc.?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Great. So we
0: can't have a hot shower. We can't soap (laughs) or use shampoo. Yep. Um, washing the washing up's a problem, and
1: don't go swimming. Great thing. And you you can have a bath once a week.
0: Once a week. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That (laughs) would that might stinky at your place. That might help get rid of people that you know, maybe are causing stress in your life as well. If they, (laughs) if you get a bit smelly. Uh, But uh, you've then you've want to talk about um, ensuring you have adequate moisture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So using low allergenic moisturizers initially. It's funny, one of those funny things like you can over-moisturize, you can get your body too used to using moisturizers, then you've got a problem as well. Mm. But with kids with eczema, it seems to be you've really got to super hydrate their skin as well as try and heal the skin. Uh, we've sort of covered the uh, the shower temperature. We're not <laughs> allowed to have hot showers <laughs> anymore. Um, and we'll talk about herbal extracts. Yeah, look, there's, there's naturopaths can make up, we can make up a really nice vitamin e cream and if someone's got staph infections or um, their eczema is a bit infected we can put in herbs like um, golden seal Um, so there's a really good formula with golden seal chamomile and calendula and what happens is we mix the liquid herbs into a vitamin e base so that's a really good topical skin to put on Um, you can also um, yeah herbs like licorice as well licorice is kind of like, not really, but kind of like our version of a steroid herb. You know, it has a role on helping with the adrenals and cortisol production. So we sort of can sometimes make up a cream with licorice in it as well. So, yeah, so topical things can be, um, herbs are a great way, topical as well as internally as well. And last up, something that
0: just seems to permeate most of uh, these discussions and and rightly so,
1: uh, stress. Yeah, look, for sure, it's easy to think of, you know eczema just think about what goes on your skin think of it as a skin condition but you know it's an immune condition as well as a skin condition we know that you know the guts involved often so stress is one of the big driver of pushing all of those systems out of balance and we've talked about stress a lot on this show but you know quality sleep you know not getting overheated of over a night time um with kids with eczema getting you know making sure their dust mites allergy free or you know low dust mites type stuff so it, it seems to be what's important is to get some help, but find someone that can help you with managing the whole lot. So you've got a plan in place, and uh, a great way to finish, Peter. Lots to think about. I think we
0: might have come to about nineteen or twenty, but uh, <laughs> a great look at eczema this week. Next week, I believe um, you'll be talking about the gut. Next week, maybe, the gut?
1: Maybe? maybe
0: no. Uh, notes? No, maybe.
1: Maybe we'll see. It'll
0: be a great program It'll next week, surprise. whatever it is. Whenever it is a bit of a mystery box on health and wellbeing. As always, Peter Mullen, thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark. Thanks for listening to this
0: podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.